You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I'm talking about straight for that logo on the side of your helmet and not the name on your back. Yes, sir. Because we know what it represents. It represents everybody here you see and everybody you can't that we've talked about. I'm here to strain with you, man. I swear to God I'm here to strain with you. Let's go. Everything you got, stream with everything you got. Let's go. Let's go. Bills on three. One, two, three. Bills. You're listening to the Off Tackle with John Fita Show with your host, Joe Miller. Well, what is going on, Bills Mafia? Welcome. Welcome, everybody, into the Off Tackle with John Fina Show, brought to you by the Market Dominator team on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, presented by Picasso's Pizza. Treat yourself to the most flavor, flavorful pizza on game day. Picasso's, we are Buffalo Pizza, shipping local and nationwide. Order online at picassospizza.net. I'm the host of this year's show. My name is Joe Miller. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired. And the man of the hour, the name namesake, the brand, the guy, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Beautiful himself, John Fina. Right there. I, don't, I can't live up to this. That's a lot of hype, bro. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, I don't know. You're not. What am I supposed to? If I'm the host, then you're like, you're the, you're the guy. You're the dude. You're the dude guy. You're the oh, man. Oh, yeah. I'm the dude. Did you crack that beer? Because I didn't even hear it. I did. You were you're talking over you it. cracked it twice. Can you do it again? No. I'm, must smash it on my head like Mongo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good to have everybody that's in the chat. Thank you so much for joining us. This is uh it, it is a victory Monday, and uh it's awesome to have all of you. Amanda's in the chat. How about that? Richard Rush is in the chat. Uh Cycle Jockey is a name I don't think I've seen. Tracy Fichter's in the chat. Daniel Gowries oh. is here. Jedediah, welcome. Your daughter, Mimi Fina. Mimi Fina. Karen Idzik is in the room. Uh Eric Farrell. I don't know who else. There's a bunch of folks up in here. Uh, so yeah, do us a favor, whatever platform you are consuming this podcast on, whether it's in video live right now, or it is in podcast form, please like, and subscribe. Uh, you can also find me, as I said, on Twitter at Joe Miller wired, please follow me and you can follow, uh, follow John at John Fina on Twitter. Uh, he's also on Facebook and Instagram, but you don't use those very much. Correct. I'm a lurker. You are a lurker. It's I'm true. a lurker on those. I just poke around a little bit. <laughs> Uh, hey, Mimi, yes, we do have heated benches on the sideline because, you know, I have a very sensitive tushy, so I like to keep it nice and nice and warm. This is uh, you have derailed. This is going the wrong direction. <laughs> no, it's not. Let's go. I got notes. He's got notes tonight. Well, we're going to get up all into this Buffalo Bills downing the J.E.T.S. suck, suck, suck uh, in Orchard Park in a not great weather football game, but in a in, a, in an incredible defensive battle of a football game. But before we do, let's hear from our first sponsor, the market dominator himself, John Spastian. Red 19, blue 21, 
Oh, oh, hey guys, hey guys, I'm not Josh. I'm John Spasjack, the market dominator, the proud sponsor of the John Phoenix Show, hosted by the voice Joe Miller. And folks, the great thing about why we love our quarterback, not only is he awesome, but here's the reasons why. He's super disciplined, he's an incredible hard worker, he actually is very intelligent, and he has a ton of focus. These are some of the qualities that my good man John Feeney used on the field to help the Bills get to Super Bowls so many years ago. But now, in real estate, I'm the guy who helps you win. This is what we do. We educate, we advocate, we negotiate, and we dominate. So if you want to win in this market, you call me, 716-570-3298. Go! Let's go, Buffalo! Let's go, Buffalo. If you're looking to buy or sell a house, you want to win in this competitive market, please call John Spaz, checking the market dominator team at 716-570-3298. Tell him John Fina sent you. He loves I did. I sent you. <laughs> I did. 716-570-3298. 716-570-3298. Your buddy uh, Jerry O is in the room. So he's, on, uh, he's Jerry O is in the house. He says, uh -oh. uh, Fina, you better get real tonight. Enough of this malaise I'm malaise uh, so i i almost read that as mayonnaise uh, <laughs> i was like reading ooh. a little too fast i'm like my brain hit it and i was like and before i said it i was like that can't be right and i went back and i I, I do enjoy mayonnaise as a condiment i have to say <laughs> wow jerry just wants us to dig in joe well yes i think they're uh and, and 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 i know that people are still calling for you know what actually happened maybe you and jerry someday can do a show and talk about that 2000 2001 year with the new head coach and the new gm and what president i think he ended up being the president of the team wasn't he the name Tom we, Donahoe? We, oh, i wasn't gonna say his name but yes that guy del presidente del presidente <laughs> Yes, that guy. That he's is the, the guy. He's the classic legend in your own mind kind of guy. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he did come from Pittsburgh, and most people that come from Pittsburgh in this league tend to be like that. Oh. But uh, that is a story for another day. Uh, but yes, the Buffalo Bills went uh, hosted. I almost said went into New Jersey, but hosted the New Jersey Jets this past weekend. And uh, yeah, uh, well, I guess we didn't really start with any pleasantries, but we probably don't have to. Let's just get kind of like into this thing like what were your thoughts you didn't get to see it live correct no but i followed it on the uh, application on my phone <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah what were my thoughts i mean you know i i, I it, it was a very ugly first half on the app right i saw the first couple of drives before i had to leave the house and i thought oh god this is just gonna it, it's going to continue this way, and it did. Uh, obviously, the second half opened up a little, a little bit better, right? There, you know, as you're trying to track it on the app, you don't get any of the nuance. Mm -hmm. But I, but then I was able to like go back to watch the game after we got the W without the emotion. Uh, so my thoughts on the game, honestly, uh, no, not honestly. I'm going to lie to you. Of course, I always lie on my own show, right? That's why I'm here to keep the truth here. Yeah. I think there were missed opportunities. I, I think as much as everybody says the weather did not affect the team, it, it <clears throat> pardon, it did have an effect. Uh, there were some things that they could have controlled a little bit better. Uh, I, you know, as, as little as I like to agree with announcers as I'm watching it, I see the wide nines and I, I look, I think Mosley and, uh, 
Williams, the linebackers are about as good as they get. Mm, uh, agreed. CJ Mosley is. Yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't mean you can't run right at them. I mean, you, you, you know, the, this, the weakness on their run defense was up, the, up the gut. And I hate using that expression, but how about, you know, between the tackles edge of the guards. And I was a little disappointed in that. Uh, but what confused me, I want to, I want to, I, no, I, I, please, don't, jump don't, in. don't forget your thought because I want you to continue, but while it's relevant, what I didn't understand is they're, they're running a wide nine. They're clearly vulnerable up the middle. Tony Romo was calling it out. They were doing it with Devin Singletary at times. And then when they would give James Cook the ball, he'd run off tackle. And I'm just like, why are they running him to the outside instead of up the middle where he could smoke these guys before they even realize he's past them? They're giving the slow guy the ball up the middle and telling James Cook, here's a pitch out for you. Go run around the corner. See if you can. Can you run around the corner? Let's see if you can make it. Like, thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't disagree with you. I, I'd have to go back and look a little bit more closely at the plays where Cook took the ball a little bit wider. But in my opinion, when when you have a defense like that, you've got to get to the line of scrimmage really fast. Mm -hmm. The running back has to get there quick, okay? Right, right. And the reason you want to do that is it's a they're a physical front six. There's mm -hmm. no two ways about it. And you're not going to get on blocks and keep blocks for a long time. But a guy like Cook and Singletary – you know, if he that old expression, if he's even, he's leaving. Yep. But you got to get there not long after the offensive lineman engages the the defensive player, because you, you those running lanes close up quick. Mm -hmm. There's a reason they run the nine, the wide nines, because they feel like they can collapse the middle quickly and not allow you to really expose them. But that doesn't mean you can't do it. You can't just throw your hands up and say, "Oh, well, I guess we're not going to run this game." Mm. Uh, thoughts on the game? Wow, the defense. Mm. Uh, you know, I don't know if Von Miller was in there giving inspirational speeches or <laughs> they all figured out that, you know, they, they couldn't point to number 40 anymore and they had to point at each other. But there was an animation and a dynamism to their performance mm. that was great. And what was nice is you didn't see lags in between. Right now, that doesn't mean the Jets don't get theirs. They had a couple of nice little runs with Bam, uh, but by and large, I mean what you said earlier about it being a defensive struggle—that's what we got. And I think when you when you balance backwards on a game like that, it's almost like you know a staring contest, waiting for somebody to make mistakes. And two turnovers, some really nice punting that we had, and a couple of decent returns changed the game. Yeah, for sure. For, for me, I think it's uh, what's interesting about the game, and I said it last night on the show, was when the Bills were driving in the end, at the end of the second quarter in the, inside the two-minute drill, uh, they were stopped right before the C.J. Mosley dive over the pile. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, three points here is good. Like, there was an aspect of, I think three points could not be enough like the game is going to end three to nothing, but I felt like those three points were going to be a quality three points the way this game is going. And it's funny because there's times where we're up by 17 points in the middle of the third quarter and I'm nervous. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, right, right. Uh, it's only three possessions. What's going to happen? Meanwhile, this game, I was like, three points? We might be like that three points is going to be important. Now, obviously, they scored the touchdown. And the Bills were able to put some stuff together even after that, which was great. But this game was uh, – people asked me coming into this weekend, you know, I got – I think I got three questions from three or four different people at church on Sunday. So what do you what are you expecting from this game? And I'm like, uh, I have no idea. I literally don't know what to expect 
from this game. The Jets have obviously a phenomenal defense. Their offense has been piling up yards and losses. We're talking to the tune of like 450 yards and 350 yards passing. I mean, like crazy amount of yards. Their defense is really good. The weather's going to suck. Uh, I have no idea, right, what, what's going to happen. One person ac- actually asked me if Matt Milano was going to play. I'm like, I don't have that information. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you not know? I was like, because I don't work for the Bills. And if it's I did, a, I wouldn't tell you. <laughs> it's actually not true. Joe does know. Everybody start DMing him immediately. He has yeah, inside information on everything. Uh, one thing I do know is that uh, Jerry Ostrowski is in the comment section, as I said. He's saying hello to Pamela right now. Uh, and Jerry Ostrowski is going to be – uh at the bills mafia house this weekend for football game for at a 15 beforehand i should say and ruben brown is also going to be at the bills mafia house so if uh, anybody listening to me right now is going to be at the football game make sure you make your way over to the bills mafia house it's right kind of across the street sort of from hammer's lot uh but jerry and uh, ruben are both going to be and myself are going to be at the bills uh, bills mafia house this weekend oh man that's awesome that's yeah. going to be so much fun. Yeah, Jerry, bit. Jerry, you got to go early, man. I mean, take all the ibuprofen you need if you need some CBD to get through. <laughs> I When I went, I, t- I tailgated for like six hours. Time of my life, man. Right. It was awesome. Yeah. It was yeah, awesome. For sure. Hey, so, go ahead. So expectations, though, right? Come after thoughts on the game. Yeah, well, expectations. Well, what do you mean expectations? Well, we tell like, what did we expect? I, you know, people were asking yeah. you, and this is what made me think of it. Yeah. People asking you, what's going to happen? I mean, just go back and look at the last game where we lost what twenty three to twenty or twenty three seventeen, whatever the hell that was. Twenty twenty seventeen. It was close or twenty three. Yeah. yeah, it was close. I mean, my expectation was it was going to be a dogfight again. Right. Yeah, me too. I mean, it was it was it was a slugfest with some not very pretty moments. Yeah, there's there's something and, about that football team, the Jets, that if they had, it's funny because I'm going to say if they had a better quarterback, you know, Zach Wilson has yet to have the layers peeled off to make him a viable starter, mature starter in the NFL, right? So he's he's got issues, and there was conversation pregame about how they're they they've benched him to have him back running the scout team to kind of rebuild him and and learn his fundamentals again and learn what they're trying to get out of him and meanwhile Mike White is just executing that offense all that to say this I have to wonder and I tweeted it today I think the Jets are better than the Dolphins I think their yeah, defense no, I, is better and I think their offense is better Oh their defense is better I'll give you that I think the offense you know they're real feast and famine offense uh yeah. I think the Miami is Yeah uh the Jets are just a little bit more like Novocaine right just give it time <laughs> just I mean you know there's it's not a lot of flash but man that quarterback White he looked good I yeah. mean he looked really good he took some shots Holy cow which yeah that was awesome right Right. I mean, him getting up again and taking another that Milano hit was epic. He about cut him in half. He about cut him in half. Like I know, free chiropractics by Matt Milano. (laughs) He had definitely what's it it called? Decompression. He had spinal decompression in one play. (laughs) The guy could like he could turn all the way around right now. Look, look at the small of his back. (laughs) I feel so loose. I don't know what it is, but man. I feel so good. And it ain't the CBD. <laughs> Two CBD references. If you own a CBD company or CBD company and you're looking to sponsor someplace, let us know, apparently. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> CBD, CBD train tonight. <laughs> so I, I, I did expect, I did expect a battle. Uh, I, 
I've been saying for weeks, you know, we need more than Von Miller to show up on the front four. And I really think they did. There, you know, still a few things that I'd like to see. I don't like Rousseau in a two-point stance. I like mm. him with his hand on the ground. I said that last week. I want to see him do a little bit more. Can he you break that with- down? Can you break that down? What is the difference for, a, for a, a defensive rusher? Clearly standing up is easy, right? So when you're like Vaughn does, what's the difference between one hand down, two hands down? Because we see like Boogie Basham on the end all the time with two hands down. One hand down. But no, Boogie does it as well. Boogie will put his, put two down. But why does he go for? Yeah, but why do they do that to them? Do they tell them one down, two down? Is it in the plan? Is it in the no, plan? no, no, no? That that's up to the player. Okay. I mean, I, I can't imagine a coach saying, you know, in this call defense, you have a hand on the ground, and the, here you don't. But for me, I just look at the the kid that he is. Right? Is he like? 20 and a half years old or whatever he is right, right now. Right. And he doesn't have the burst that Vaughn is. So you can't say he's doing it like Vaughn because right. there's only one Vaughn. Right. And I feel as if his, the best thing about him is getting off the ball fast mm. and getting into a position where he puts an arm on the tackle, whether it's an inside move or an outside move quicker than the tackle expects it. And he just doesn't have the burst from, stand up that he does that everybody does i mean no olympic gold medalist has won the 100 meter from a two-point stance Mm. it's just a fact you just get off faster and i think it also he's like seven foot eight right (laughs) and there there's a problem with being too tall and he's still growing into his body mechanics and for me i just think that it's a smarter play for him to get off the ball faster so you want to you say one hand down he can get off faster or one hand down as opposed to standing on two feet oh really interesting so you say you feel like it's it's faster for a defender to actually get off if they're in a two a three-point stance right versus a standing stance interesting yeah 100 so what is what is the reason that some players don't do that why like just because is it is it is it a it's the amoeba defense, right? I mean, it, it, nobody really did the whole stand up, not put a hand in the ground until I want to say I want to give Belichick the credit for the amoeba defense until he started lining everybody up or mixed and matched. Some of the defensive linemen would, would be standing up. Is that where that whole thing started or has it always been there? No, I think he did bring that uh, to prominence right but the difference is if you're off the ball if you're two yards off you can start cheating toward the line but if you're on the line there there just aren't a lot of guys there's there's too much length to him right now i think until he really gets it down now he had some decent results but i I think for him you know he i think i'd like to see his pads a little lower Mm. on his rushes you know i'd rather see him coming from lower and coming up and yeah. with an arm, you know, with an arm over outside or an arm over inside, grab and pull or dip and rip, uh, you know, you don't want it's harder to go from up here to go down to go around, right. I think. Right. My, but the, he's he's not he's not a special guy like Von Miller is yet. You know, he's got to develop his own identity. Right. And uh, that's just kind of the way I believe in it. Yeah. Hey, before we get too far along, look, check out my new shirt. The people the are commenting East, on people are commenting on your yeah, news. East yeah. Austin, Texas Bills backers. How are you getting shirts from everybody and I'm not? What is happening? Uh, you know, I play nicely with others. I'm not like <laughs> calling people out online and talking about. I'm a generally agreeable sort. I also got an order of Gucci Dottis from my man Scott Delafave in Rochester, the fig cookies. And you know, now that my mother's passed, 
you know, no, no one makes them and I got to start, but I didn't. So thanks, Scott. Appreciate it. That's funny. So, you yeah, oh, oh, check it out too. Check it out. The Orange County Bills backers. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you didn't answer the question. How are, is it just because you're, you're John Fina, former left tackle for the Buffalo Bills? Is that why? Now, mostly I visit the clubs if I'm in those cities. Gotcha. And then if they, I, I think for Orange County, uh, donated an 8x10, which you could do one of your 8x10s, you know, that risque one. <laughs> yep, exactly. There's a little too much leg showing in that one for me, so I, I don't use it as much. as you know, you know, when you did that Costanza photo shoot, you have those. I have the uh, uh, Hoochie Daddy short photo shoot from the home and, opener. And <laughs> the... The East Aurora Bills backers just did their fundraiser uh, and they raised over $4,000. And I think my photo brought in like $1.98, which nice. was the same, same as the postage that it took to get there. Yeah, so it's, it's Groundhog Day. I got two bits. <laughs> <laughs> Sold to the lady for 25 cents. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's kind of, it's kind of my shtick, man. I want to I want to collect the gear of all the Bills backers. Clubs. No, that's that's cool. cool. I want to do that too. We've talked yeah. about this on the show before. Like, yeah, I'd, I'd love to. So I try to follow all of them. I try to follow every Bills backer that shows up in my timeline on Twitter. I follow. I try to follow all of them, and they all pretty much generally follow me back. But I have not yet. I've I visited the one in Kansas. I visited a couple, but not anywhere near as many as you have. You have visited mm. a bunch of them. Yeah, yeah. So let's get back to football, right? I mean, yeah. Our, yeah. Yeah, we're all we in got, the place. So and I we got really, business too. I haven't really gotten into my expectations. Yeah, let's so. hear it. I expected the Buffalo Bills to basically ground and pound. I literally, the only expectation I had, I expected good defense. I expected good defense from the Jets and the Bills. And I expected them to pummel Mike White. I, I, I think I probably thought there was going to be two or three interceptions in this game again because they did such a good job of scheming to confuse him. The, the time they played him last year with the four interceptions, but I literally thought the Bills were going to run the ball about 180 yards on the ground. They were going to continue what they did last week uh, against the Patriots, and they just didn't. They just – for whether it was by choice, by look, by option, I don't know, maybe you have an idea, but they literally just didn't do that. And even when they had a little bit of success running the ball, they immediately went away from it. That's the part that was perplexing to me. They had success and they went away from it. Do you think, and I'm loath to say this out loud because I never like to think in this manner, that now that they're they're guaranteed a home playoff game, right? If they win the East, they're guaranteed one home playoff game. Which okay. it, so that they're they're with the Dolphins lost last night. I believe they're two games up. Okay. So are they preparing to just make sure they can throw in the inclement weather? You know, the season starts, it's nice and warm in Buffalo. And this, this game was, you know, fairly, yeah, I don't like to say it, I, I, but I think there's some merit to that, especially because my God, I mean, how many balls were dropped? I mean, I've got one, two, three, four, There's been a lot of drops this year. It hasn't been just this game. There's been a ton of, the, Josh Allen is floating around 63% completion percentage. He's been in the high 60s to low 70s the last couple of years, uh, and the drops have been 2019-esque. They've been, they've been that bad. Um, All right, so let, let, let's just bring it down to brass tacks right now. I know everybody you know, out there wants to hear our commentary on uh, Dane Jackson. Yeah, we'll get uh, there. But I, I just got to say, if we can't clean up these mistakes – on the offensive line and stop dropping the football. 
holy smokes i yeah. mean yeah you're i don't looking... care how good your mortgage lender is you're gonna be you're gonna be looking for a new house <laughs> well done <laughs> well done yeah, if you eat yourself out of the league, you drop too many passes, commit too many penalties, or can't cover the wide receiver, you're going to be looking for a new house. And when you're looking to buy a house, everybody's got a guy. You might need work done on your roof. Heck, Joe Miller can do it. Your buddy's got a guy for that sure. also. Need an inspection? Jerry Ostrowski's inspecting the comment section right now. He knows somebody. And when you're looking to get your financing together, there's only one name, and it's Brian Belser from House Capital Corporation. He is your guy. They help make the mortgage process simple, hassle-free, and understandable at house capital their preferred relationships with some of if not all of the top lenders in your area give you the edge up on getting the financing that you need take it to the house with house capital don't drop your passes don't commit penalties and keep your blocks and cover the guy tight and you'll get to keep your house in buffalo house Super capital. Good. call brian belser 716-815-2102 then we're going 716-815-2102 for all of your mortgage needs um, everybody seems like they want to talk about the, what needs work. Do we want to do this in reverse? Do we want to talk about the things that need fixed first and then the good? It is my show. They it tell is your me. show. Yeah, man. Let's dig in. Let's go. You topic number one, ready, go. So the work, right? So I think a big, a big conversation is Dane Jackson. So we'll start there. And I know that, uh, for you, there's a lot about platitudes, and there's a lot about, you know, we see one or two play uh, and, and, you know, and, and that the same could be true said for the offensive line at times and just different things as far as that goes. But Dane Jackson seemed to be in on almost every play and it was not good situations. It wasn't like he was in on every play making tackles. I think the most confusing thing for me as I rewatched the game today and obviously coming off of yesterday is it, it felt like last year in the last couple last two years with dane jackson and levi that levi was playing that other corner opposite trey and the idea was hey levi keep everything in front of you make the tackle keep everything in front of you make the tackle and there was always a i was one of the complainers of hey i just want him to be a little more aggressive tack like attack the football and he just wouldn't keep the play in front of him make the tackle and then dane would come in to spell him and dane was aggressive and he would like attack the football and now Levi's gone, and it feels like the Bills have put Dane Jackson in that same role. Keep everything in front of you, make the tackle. The problem is, is he's no longer attacking the football. By, and this is just what I feel over the last couple of games. And his tackling has kind of fallen off a little bit. And he was one of the better tacklers on this defense the last couple of years. Do you feel that way, or am I just completely left field? Well, I think two things are going on, right? I think you're 50% right. I mean, he's, he's getting attacked. He's giving up uh, receptions. But what does the result look like at the end of the game? And I guess you can always say, well, the, you know, they don't have Tyreek Hill. Well, they got Wilson. I mean, yeah, they got Mims, right? They got they got Corey Davis. They got Barrios. Barrios and then missing the, the other. There's another dude. But yeah, and then Corey Davis went out early. But they, they had yeah. wide receivers. You might argue with the drops the Bills have been having that they might have better wide receivers than the Bills have. I mean, like step, <laughs> so, uh, step, step to step. So, I'm talking about so that. So take it back to what you were saying. So a part of this is somebody is going to give it up uh, a little bit. And Dane is in a situation right now where he is not either breaking on the ball or he's not feeling the confidence to become a playmaker. But uh, we are 
excelling in other areas of the game. Our safety is a game changer. Mm-hmm. And he he's fantastic. And Hamlin is playing well next to him. Yes, yes, very much. And our front six really delivered. So the downside in this game outside of a block punt, uh, you know, causing a safety is they score 10 points. There was more than that. They gave up third and long. They did give up third and long. I grant you that. They have all season long. So that was actually a topic on the radio this morning. They're giving up third and long, I think, 37 right. of the time. So it's the same gripe or grievance. I mean, Tredavious White struggled in this game too. And yeah. he's just kind of like, whoo, kind of wiping his brow right now saying, hey, they're going after DJ. That's <laughs> cool yeah, with yeah, me yeah. right now. Yeah. But they, 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 you get exposed at that position. For sure. Um, and you, you know, the, the, and you hate it. And everybody who listens to any presser hates it too. Oh, we're going to learn from this. We're going <laughs> to study that film. But honestly, man, starts with me. That, but they <laughs> they win the football game. Right. They win the damn game. Yes, they did. And you know, you you don't make every tackle, but God Almighty, you don't want to have horrible missed tackles, right? Yeah. You 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 can't keep every guy from making a single reception a reception but damn it you don't want to give up six so i'm not going to say he didn't struggle but it's this immediate thought like elam's got elam's got to go in for him but there's got to be what's going on there i mean you've got a number one draft pick riding doesn't even like i don't even know how many snaps he got if he got yesterday you mean zach wilson no i'm talking about i know what you're saying but but there's part of that where they want to develop the guy the proper way that they see fit so he goes out there and builds his confidence. Now, look, I, when I coached, uh, you know, offensive line, and I got these teenage kids who want to go in and play football, but my guys on the field aren't really hurting us. We're winning the game. It doesn't look great, but you're not giving up bombs. You know, you're not, mm-hmm. you're not missing tackles like crazy. Right. How do I tell the guy you're coming out? You know, there's a groove there, and everybody in the comments section, including including Brian, is probably like pulling his hair out. But this is this is the defense that Leslie Frazier runs. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so so where did Dane not deliver on the goods, other than a couple of plays? He gave up six or seven catches, but you know, maybe a couple of them were really only. In the grading room, in the film room, that's a negative. Maybe yeah. those other ones are positives. For sure. And I'm just bringing topics up. And it's funny because the, the comment section just turned on us. So as we're doing the what we expected from the game, we're like, let's talk about the drops. Let's talk about Dane. Let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we start talking about it, it's like we nitpick our team too much. It's like, well, we can end the show. If we don't want to talk about anything, because I, well, like, I mean, I felt like we started everybody the in the comment section too. They want to pull Dawkins out too. Like you <laughs> wanted the last guy out the week ago, right? Who's right. playing on one leg. And now right. you want the starter out. I mean, right. there, last I looked outside the building at one bills drive, there wasn't like a paddock right. full of players waiting to come into the game. Whose names and numbers you've never heard or seen of before. Correct. You got to play with the guys you got. Correct. And defense- you know what? I, w- I would love every damn pass to be knocked down with a brilliant laying out defensive back you know, heroic. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. The, the, the reality is, is the defense played lights out. They played incredible. We'll get to that in the good when we talk about the good stuff, because they played super well. It's just hard when you've got a number one draft pick riding the pine behind a guy who is clearly struggling this yeah. year, not just I, this game. Look, the and, drop- and I'm all for it, Joe. Yeah. I'm the, all for it. Put the, Elam in. The drop. 
Go ahead. The, but I'm not the guy that's going to get online and say the guy's trash. Oh, no, no. Because that's that that crap is just, you know, if I'm following you and you're calling guys trap, I'm trash. I'm, you know, probably unfollowing for whatever that's worth. Maybe a cup of coffee. I don't know. But you want to talk about the drops, right? <laughs> well, the drops, among other things. I mean, we talked about the fact that they, they didn't really work the run game right on offense as we transitioned to kind of like what they need to work on. And that's, you know, the, the run abandonment, I guess, is the way that we could pose that, especially when the guys are dropping footballs. You know, McKenzie, the McKenzie experiment continues. You know, Gabe Davis drops some balls. Um, it, it, I don't remember what the drop. I, I heard, I either heard or read what the drop percentage was in this game, and I've forgotten it already. But it's there's there's execution. The penalties, the penalties on the offensive line, the holding Ooh. penalties. I mean, there's just one of them got. You know, it's just, but yeah, yeah. So, you know, I saw that uh, McKenzie is hosting a catch the slippery ball thing. And look, I'm I'm a fan. I like the guy. I want him to do well. He was terrific mm. on the uh, the jet sweep runs that we had in place. I'm yeah. a huge fan of that. But it's hard to catch a football, but it's your job. And but I'm not the same guy who's going to be. You know, he's not trash. Right. He's a hell of a football player. Football. But he's he's got to dial it in. Right. And this is the time. And that's the talk track that that's coming. Right. Uh. Knox had a drop. I wrote it down as a dropper. Well, that was, you know, he's trying to catch it under the guy's underarm. I'm like, every every Saturday and Sunday during football season, I see catches that defy reason. Guys twisting them, do it. I'm just saying do it. Yeah. And I'm yeah. and it's the same thing you say to the offensive lineman. Don't hold, don't jump off sides. That needs work. We held, we had four holding penalties. I think one got called back. Um, Spencer Brown is struggling. That's an area of work that needs to be taken care of. He he got off. And another thing, use the damn snap count when you're at home. I mean, give him some help. Yeah. Either either formation helps Spencer right now because he's struggling. Uh, uh, help him with a hard count. Give him a chip. Or run the damn ball a little bit more between the tackles. There was two. There was two instances, I believe, yesterday where Josh was giving the hard count and like his own guys were jumping because they're not focused on what the plate, what the what the snap count is, or whatever was whatever was going on. Um, I don't know necessarily, you know, what's going on with the offensive line. Um, the penalties were more of a concern for me than even some of the blocking issues. We've talked about the offensive line a lot. We've talked about it for years. You and I have talked about it, and I've learned a ton about it. You know, and I'm at the point now where I'm rewatching the game. I'm counting how many yards Josh is dropping back. Is he inside ten yards? Is he inside ten yards? Um, you know, because the idea is to slide them past ten yards so that he's safe. But Josh, well, he, he didn't have any bad drops in this game, right? But I think there's even a measure of them not sure what he's going to do when he's back there. Right. Whether no, he's gonna... But you can't think about that. That doesn't even enter your brain. Okay. Well that that's fair. Then I, then yeah. I don't, I don't know what should, what should be in, in Dawkins and Brown's minds right now is I need to set my first step planned perfectly yeah. with my shoulders square to the line, as long as I can maintain it. And I need to strike the inside shoulder right. and it's not happening. We get placement, we get, uh, you know, I love Dawkins. I'm a huge fan. His feet make me crazy, like absolutely crazy. Like I, I don't, I, I, I think he's square dancing sometimes. 
I'm just like, I love the guy because I, I, he's got great pad level. He does great things with his upper body, but his feet make me crazy. Mm. Um, so that all, look, all that shit needs work right now. <laughs> so the foot te- technique. Um, I'm, no, I'm talking about offensive, especially the tackles. Uh, you know, if, uh, aside from Saffold's couple of gaffes, I mean, Mitch Morse, Van Roten, and uh, Ryan Bates were your best football players up front. Um, I thought Mitch Morse played pretty well in that football. No, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying the three inside guys were your best football players. Oh, gotcha. You gotcha. You're three inside. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, you know, for me, as far as the work goes, obviously I didn't really analyze or break down what happened on the block punt. Didn't hurt the bills. And even when Tony Romo was like, we got a game. It's like, well, it was two points, Tony. It's still a two possession game. They still need two touchdowns. Well, a touchdown, a two point conversion and a field goal to, to tie the game. So it really didn't help them a whole lot. If anything, it kind of helped the bills. Cause then they were able to line up on the 20 and boot the ball away. Um, the bills didn't stop them from coming back down the field, but regardless, the setup was not really what it was. I don't know. What did you see there? You've, you were on punt duty for a little while, weren't you with the bills? ever maybe yeah i covered punts my rookie year because i was fast <laughs> uh i don't you know i think the up back is the one that made the mistake i can't uh you know uh i don't remember who the personnel was specifically was it medikevich in there or klein and then the up back um i don't remember who it was but not, i don't know off the top of my head either you know, when you, when you talk about blocking anything, right, the punter is going to take the ball and he's going toward the line of scrimmage directly. So you want to block everything from the inside out. So the, the guys who are up front are going to block the inside guy first, and then the guy who's behind is going to read from inside out. So when the up back sees the guy on the line of scrimmage who's ostensibly either a guard or a tackle lined up next to um, – I'm so emotional right now. I can't remember our snapper's name. He's a great guy, right? Reed Ferguson. So the guys next to Reed is the guard. The next guy is the tackle. When those guys move, then you as the up back have to read off their ass out. And they both went in. And that's what created the seam. Right. So it was it was maddening. You know, I can say that my entire time on the uh, punt team, I never caused a punt block. Gotcha. Uh, so it, it, it's just, um, I don't, I don't even know a mental error. There's actually two questions here that I would like to uh, effectively reach or, or talk to you about. EB says uh, runs and shotgun versus under center center. So pistol formation versus, you know, I weak, right. Strong formations. Do you care? Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to the Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Well, the Bills never ran much pistol, right? Yeah, so the, here's the issue, right? So when I was saying earlier about a, a defensive front in the Jets, right, that plays wide techniques outside the tackles, mm-hmm. and you want to get to the line as fast as possible, there's a time element from the ball flying through the air to get to the quarterback than to hand it off as opposed to him being under center. Right, right. But that's just the evolution of the game now. I think you you might be, uh, you know, you might And it's a real question. Like right now, I think they would benefit from getting downhill a lot faster. I think it's, I think with the struggles we've had establishing our running identity Mm -hmm. and running, you know, three plays really well and not seven plays all half assed, you know, it's a struggle to get into a groove. There's no rhythm. Right. So if you're waiting for that running back to hit the line of scrimmage, you're holding blocks longer than you're used to holding them. Right. So obviously my preference was Jim Kelly under center and Thurman Thomas taking one step to his left and coming down and, and using that vision and watching that backside tackle with, or the nose guard where they're lined up and where they flow and him making one cut. Right. But we don't have that luxury right now because the play takes a half a second longer, and that's an eternity. And yeah, in this, it's an eternity. Yeah, then, uh, I, I, look, I've never liked this whole, you know, RPO or zone read. I, I just think it's, I just don't think it's beautiful football. It, <laughs> Okay. Uh, RJ Melville actually says, I don't know how we had a better offensive line with Cromer. So we had the same offensive coordinator, Aaron Cromer, now that we had with Rex Ryan. He says, we had a better O-line with Cromer when he was here with Rex. And I feel like we had a significant, significantly less talent in those mid-2010 teams on offensive line. And I think for me, Rex was a traditional ground and pound, run the ball first mentality, which I think changes the entire setup of everything that you're going to do, correct? One hundred percent. I mean, you're always going to be a better passing team when you have a threatening running game, right? Do I think Ryan Tannehill is the most talented quarterback in the league? No, but that running back keeps those linebackers nice and tight, right? Yep. I mean, everybody's clenching when that guy's in the game. Uh, look, you could talk about personnel all day long. We throw a lot. We oh. are a pass-first offense. And I don't know anybody in the passing in the comment section who's protected the passer other than Jerry O. But I mean, <laughs> bro, that's a tall order. And I'm and I give a little bit more slack because of the formations that we run, the yeah. type of passing game that we have. 
you look at a, you look at what the Jets do conversely, and the ball comes out in under two seconds almost all the time. Yeah, it's it's funny. We don't do that. We no, don't plan for that. They were talking uh, as well. I heard commentary today as well about the Jets and certain offenses like the Dolphins that have these offenses that can get off quick. Even Herbert's offense a little bit is kind of more of a quick passing game. And, you know, if we want to see Josh in one of these high production type offenses where there's a lot of easy pickings, then we need to change the entire like scheme and concept of what we're trying to do. And I'm like, Josh would not work in that offense. I don't think I'm not sure that Josh would thrive in that type of an offense where the ball's got to come out in two seconds. Now, Tom Brady was one of the few people that could live in that drop back hangout world. And then if he needed to, because the Buffalo Bills now have Jim Schwartz and they're playing the wide nine, and it's the best defense that the Bills have probably ever had. Now he's taken two steps and firing, two steps and firing for an entire football game. Josh, I'm just not sure. I don't know that that works, that you can just put Josh in that system and be like, here you go, just like Tua wouldn't function in the system that we're running right now. Yeah, look, I like the system because I like our guy, right? But we don't even have this conversation if we don't have these penalties and i'm i'm just going on record here and i'm not i'm not defending my guy and jerry you can go back and look at him i think two of those calls on dawkins were just ticky tack probably i mean worthless worthless ticky tack calls but there's still illegal procedure we had i think 3 mm. of those um yeah illegal man downfield a couple of those hey, we 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 catch 6 balls we convert three of those third downs and we're not having this conversation we're a completely different football team we'll be we'd probably be running the ball a little bit better and we'd be coming out of this victory so look we ground one out against the a top 10 defense in the league top eight top six whatever the hell it is top six yep look cj mosley scares me i like i woke up in the middle of the night with a chill i was like oh my god he's coming after me That guy is a monster. And he's always in the right place at the right he's, time. Yeah, he's Matt Milano. He's yeah. their Matt Milano. Yeah. Okay. And by the way, that guy is a wizard. He's Matt everywhere. Milano. Yeah. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about the bad stuff, but the drops have got to stop. The penalties on the offensive line have got to stop. A little bit more dedication to the running game when, when there's a clear and obvious way to attack the defense. You've really got to push it. Now, that's not to say. And that's a game planning thing. That's not really a play calling thing. I didn't think the situational play calling was bad. Mm. And I saw a few tweets out there that were like, oh, this play calling is terrible. And of course, that's to me. And you know me, Joe, don't come in with platitudes. <laughs> don't come in with ambiguity. You're going to call it an offensive lineman or somebody. Give me this. Give me the down and distance, the time on the clock and tell me physically how they screwed it up. And I'll go back and look at it and I'll agree with you if you're right. Yep. Let's talk about some barbecue sauce and we'll move on to the good from this game. There was a oh, lot yes. Of a lot of good. You, listen, I did ribs last night in my Orion cooker. The true mm. story. I'm not making it up because I'm on a podcast. I got this Orion cooker and I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this out with Q42. So I used the rub. Nice. And then when it came out, I used the, the mustard sauce. I didn't post it because I was just too tired. But I'm telling you. Uh, and, and just so you know, the rubs and the sauces are fantastic. And through the rest of 2022, 2020, 2022, it's a lot of 20s. Yes, it is. You could save 30% or 30% on Q42's authentic crafted in Buffalo barbecue sauces and rubs. On top of that, 
Q42 has reduced shipping costs on all orders for the holidays. Thank you very much for that, Q42. Get the goods at QUE42BBQ.com and pound in that coupon code. Fina Show, save your 30%. I'm telling you, I'm committed and I got to place an order. I am out of the traditional KC barbecue sauce mm. and it's it's painful. It's painful. <laughs> The good in this game, there was a lot to talk about in this football game, and I did a lot of talking about it on the Overreaction Show yesterday, uh, as well as the Mafia Monday Show today. Um, anytime, you, first of all, the Buffalo Bills have now won four games in a row, right? Um, for me, one of the biggest signs that I'm, I'm kind of standing, I'm standing in the shower this morning, and I'm like, you know, what's I know, not- I was there. Well, what a am- <laughs> show's over. <laughs> Show is over, officially over. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. Um, so I'm standing in the shower, and I'm thinking to myself, what's not being talked about is that the Buffalo Bills, this team, is, you know, they're finding struggles. They're finding matchups that are that are not favorable. Teams are, are finding ways to match up against them, to slow them down um, offensively, to potentially gain yardage and points against them. But they're still eking out and winning these games that are just, they're not slugfests. They're more like slog fests, right? But the Bills are overcoming these situations and overcoming these games. And I know what we want. You know, back when the Bills were destroying teams by 17 points every game, two, you know, two, three possessions, the media, the national media is like, oh, but they can't win a close game. Well, now all we win are close games. And I'm telling you, if we beat the Dolphins by three points, the next conversation about the Bills from the national media is going to be, I'm just not so sure that this team can score points. Can they really blow somebody out if they need to? And it's like, will you please make up your mind? For me, (laughs) one of the biggest positives is the fact that they're doing what they have to do to win, right? Yes, thank you. I mean, let's all settle down. We're 10 and 3, right? 10 and 3, that's right. I mean, the proverbial we, I know I had a lot to do with it. Um, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, there's this insatiability to fandom and the, the, the Bills Mafia in particular. And, and I suffer this too. And I have to like cram it down, you know, like men do their feelings, right? Right, right. <laughs> I, I just cram it down because I, I, I just have to step back and say, there's always going to be stuff that needs to be improved. Mm-hmm. But I got to look at what was really good. Sam Martin's putting the ball very nicely. I mean, it, that's a, that, that became a weapon. We, oh, pinned yeah. a, we pinned a couple of them down, right? Oh, yeah, it was great. Yeah. Naheem Hines had three punt returns for 42 yards. Yep. There you go, Joe. Yep. I mean, he can't block on the punts, but he can return them. That's yep. good stuff. I love yep. that. Uh, and I've always said, I just don't want special teams to hurt me. And it, it, and then get a couple of runs every now and again. Agreed. The, de- the defense, I mean, I, we don't have to go over it again, but I, I will say this. Uh, Milano is just continues to impress and Jordan Poyer sets the tone for that defense. And between those two guys, everybody else, I just feel like they feel like, woohoo! I get to run wild. Like it's an Easter egg hunt, man. Yeah. They're just like pinning their ears back. Let's go. Yeah. D- D- Matt Milano is having defensive player of the year type season or games oh. going on right now. Like it's impressive. I had somebody ask me this morning, what is the difference this year with Tremaine Edmonds? Like Joe, what do you think the difference is this year with Tremaine Edmonds? And I'm like, he's clean. Daquan Jones is the real deal. Like yes. Tim old Jordan Phillips, yes. these yes. guys at Oliver kind of coming into his own, these guys. And when Vaughn was playing, these guys are keeping him clean, which is allowing him to run through gaps, shoot gaps, kind of like CJ Mosley does. Right. CJ Mosley had that one play 
uh, where he kind of like squeaked through the gap off to the, he was running to his left and he got, and he made it to, I forget which running back he took, he brought down, but he brought, it might've been McKen, I can't remember, but he brought somebody down and it was like, well, we see Tremaine do that all the time. Um, so th this defensive line is just playing lights out. Now we're never going to know how good they could have been with Vaughn through this postseason run. If, if we get the opportunity to have a run through the postseason, but you got to like what you're seeing. They definitely look different than they did last year. So they're Vaughn has had an impact on those edge rushers. The Daquan Jones and Tim settle signing has made a big difference as has Jordan Phillips and Shaq Lawson coming back. So go ahead. Specifically on Milano and Edmonds. Yes. I, like you said, I mean, I got in my notes here there. I can't tell you how many times I wrote Daquan Ed Oliver, uh, Tim settle, Yep, I mean, yep. and th those guys were abusive last night. Yes, yes. They they abused that Jets offensive line. Yeah, there was a, there's a couple points there where Mike White's back in the game, and you just see the rush coming, and you're like, mercy, mercy, <laughs> <laughs> like you're calling mercy for him because he's hey, he's already been destroyed. <laughs> let's go back. We're talking about the good, okay? So I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna mention something that sounds kind of boring, but I'm seeing it around the league everywhere. The boot is back, baby. Mm. The bootleg is back, and I like it. Yeah, I do. I do like it. I just, uh, although I'll say that the Chargers must have ran bootleg last night about thirty-five times, and it got a little. Uh, it, it came to bite. Uh, it came to bite Herbert's ass a couple of times, but I do like the boot back. But Josh Allen, he had command of the game. I mean, he didn't get emotional when six, seven balls were were put on the carpet. He didn't get emotional when his guys up front weren't performing well and protecting him well enough. He, I think, he was a pretty damn good uh, captain of the offense. He there was cool. There was one. It was one of the first. It was either the first or second series, and there was a penalty. Somebody just made a mental error. And he looked at him and he was just like, come on. Like, so there was only one moment. And that's the funny thing too about Josh Allen that we're never going to know is, and I don't know if we've talked about it here, if me and Spence, Spence and I have talked about it, but there's times where the guys, the receivers that he's got, whether it's Gabe, Ike, whoever else, these young guys, Shakir, aren't going in the right directions or going where they're supposed to be going. And Josh isn't having that emotional breakdown on them like Brady used to do. You know, you're going out. You're supposed to go. Like, you don't see him. He just goes back to the huddle and gives, you know, upstairs one of these things and a thumbs up. Like, like I can hear you. Give me the next play. So we're never really going to know, which it's funny. It, it provides ammunition for us as fans sometimes and even as media people, the national media, to, like, blame it on Josh. Oh, that was a bad throw by Josh. Uh, Tony Romo did one. Like, Josh threw a ball away. And it went over the receiver's head out of bounds. He's like, oh, that one sailed on him. I was like, I think he threw No, he threw that out of bounds. I was like, I think he threw that away. <laughs> like, well, and, and I could tell you, I have it on high authority that uh, Josh does have a gymnastics coach. Her name is Molly. <laughs> okay. And uh, that's helping him with his leaping. And obviously, uh, Knox has decided to take some lessons, too. Oh, my God. So all, all of those vaults are coming from Coach Molly. Which, yeah, uh, the Josh Allen hurdle, I didn't even know was a hurdle when it happened. So I saw yeah. him jump and barrel roll, and I was like, oh, dear Lord, I hope he's okay. And then they showed it from the opposite angle, and he, like, hurdles the dude. I was like, oh, come on. He hurdled another guy. And then he says in the in the, in the, in the postgame presser on the sideline, he's like, you know, I just felt like we needed a spark. I was like, all right. <laughs> at least you felt the two. Ten punts between yeah. the two teams. Ten punts. 
And oh, the end, hey, 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 hey. I got my notes. I, I was going to go bad there. I was going to go good. And the fact oh. that the defense kept them in this football game oh. uh, to give them the opportunity to go down inside of two minutes to do what this team does. This team is unstoppable, it seems like, in a two-minute drill. When, that, when, that, when it hits two minutes and the Bills want to go down the field, they do. You're not going to stop them. They just do what they want. And then, obviously, the C.J. Mosley thing that we talked about where Allen, it was basically the, the longest yard play with Adam Sandler where he turns around, these guys don't know what they're doing, and then knocks like runs under center. And for, and Mo, it just triggered That something. was cool as hell, wasn't it? It triggered something in Mosley. Mosley's like, it's going to happen. He dives <laughs> over the pile. That was awesome. He could jump really high. He he, he must, I think Molly is also coaching him. Uh <laughs> Hey, so did you catch the th- did you catch the three three? The three three, help me out. Okay, so we did. I, I was talking about we need to have some more variety to get the front four loose, right? Right. Uh, they moved Ed Oliver out over the right tackle. Daquan Jones was on the center, and it was either Basham or Epinesa on the left tackle. So- and Groot played the phantom position and dropped into coverage. So we we did talk about that last week. Are you saying that they heard you? Uh, they did. <laughs> I they, did not see it. This but, is wow. a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> John, John's going to be getting a call from the Buffalo Bills. Hey, you want to come work, work for us? Uh, I, you know what? After watching the Army-Navy game, dude, I totally want to coach O-line for Army. Can you make some calls? <laughs> I don't know anybody. I, my dad was in the Army. Does that oh, help? My- God, I gotta tell you, man. I'm just like those uniforms. I was like, go army. Good. <laughs> so, anyways, talk about the three three with Groot dropping out the, to to drop into coverage. So they obviously threw that in there because they want to look at variations on a theme, right? So Groot dropped in that particular uh vendition of that defensive front, but it gives them the opportunity to bring him up and he can uh, you know, and I, I kind of like where the umpire is positioned now as opposed to when Jerry Ostrowski's old ass used to play, which was behind the linebackers. So I, I would love to see Groot come down on the, the right or left guard and maybe reach under and grab the titty and pull and then have the nose guard, Ed Oliver, so quick to loop around. Right, right. They call it defensive holding, but it's hard to catch. And Groot's got a long lever, right? So he can get in there, get tight, get a pull, and run some pretty nasty games. Right. Uh, and I think that's why they did that, because they're experimenting with how it looks. They want to see how – because you can't always bring the fourth guy. You know, you're going to want to drop him every now and again. They want to see how Rousseau moves in space, right? What kind of body control he has. They th- run the play one time. Does he pick up his responsibility? Is it the is it the tight end? Is it the running back out of the backfield? Is he sitting where he needs to sit in coverage? Um, but I, I, I welcome that a lot. And the beauty of that, too, is you can actually threaten with somebody off the edge and then replace with, Tremaine Edmonds, right? So mm. if you bring, if you have a three-three, you can bring uh, Tredavious White or Dane Jackson off the edge, or your nickel, your nickel corner off the edge, and float Tredavious White out, and you're able to, sorry, Tremaine Edmonds out in space to cover the flat, and then you can bring Rousseau back to to cover the curl, mm-hmm. right? So it's it's a shift, right? So you'll you'll roll 
Poyer one way or the other, depending on how that rotation works. But what I'm trying to say is you got to get a struggling offensive line, one player or two guys on the offensive line that you can tell are struggling. You got to expose them with some creativity. Mm, and that's, that's what I would do. That's interesting. And and I th- just by seeing that 3-3, which we haven't seen, and we didn't see a lot of games in this. Uh, in, when I say games, I mean E-T-T-E twists. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, this might be where they're going with that because it, it'll actually help uh, coverages. Another thing you can talk about as well is the Bills uh, recently over the last couple of weeks have been throwing more blitzes in. Now, the blitzes haven't necessarily got home, but they've mm-hmm. gotten home. So meaning that they've gotten a quarterback off his spot, made him rush his pass, or they they've got there just before the moment that the ball got away versus, you know, running into the back, somebody's back or the back of a, a, another defensive player running right into a blocker. So they have been mixing that in a lot too, which is interesting that uh, because Frazier is not a blitzing coach, that's just not how he runs his scheme. So they're doing and trying some different things, which is interesting to your point. Go ahead. Yeah, I wanted to dovetail on that because, you know, you brought something up and our show is jam-packed and I'm super emotional right now and I just want to tear up the damn game because I didn't really love watching it, but I love the result. But I'll say this, like, when I'm seeing Milano and Edmonds coming through the A-gap, I want to see the other four guys in a little bit more sellout role. Mm. Uh, And... I think most people would agree when you are coming from depth, you cannot break down on your rush. You've just got to sell out, pick a side on either a running back or a tight end who's sliding into the middle mm-hmm. or even, or even the, the switch that the offensive lineman might use to pick up the, uh, the a gap blitzer. But I I've seen a little hesitation and I just want blind faith. Close your eyes and take out the one shoulder pad or the other. And the, it's got to be a wholesale fire sale. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just don't, it depends on who you want to do it against, right? It's got to be the right quarterback. So I mean, it's a quick draw guy, not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, before we get on to <clears throat> the expectations for this Saturday's game against the Miami Dolphins, there was the one play. It was late. It was either the Jets' last drive or last possession or second to last possession. And it's funny how, how strange, per- you all right over there? It's funny how strange perspective is because you're looking at the television and you see, if I'm not, it was, I can't remember where it was but I remember specifically seeing AJ Epinesa come around the corner and then he's just running right at you. Right. And the quarterback is facing the television and AJ's coming up from behind him. And I just remember going, look out. Like I'm yelling at the television, look out. And sure enough, AJ gets home, but it's uh, there was just a lot of good. And it was just fun to see even AJ kind of like in cleanup duty towards the end, him kind of getting free, which is what you need, right? That's the whole purpose of rolling these guys the way that they do at 48 to 55% of the snaps is to keep guys fresh. Uh, and look, AJ's on my notice. You know, last year it was at Oliver, yep, you know, yep, yep. AJ, AJ's on notice. And yep. next year, if Groot doesn't really start becoming an impact player, and you can argue with me all you want. He's not an impact player. I mean, he he's he's maybe on the precipice of breaking out, but you know, for me, Epines is on watch. You yeah. got all the keys in the middle of the defense for you to be successful. Now go. Now go be yeah, go do. be do. Yeah, go do. So the Buffalo Bills have the uh New England Patriots. I'm sorry, the Miami Dolphins coming into town this Saturday, 815. It's gonna be cold. There's potential lake effect snow gonna happen. Mm-hmm. The Miami Dolphins got beat by the Chargers 
Sunday in LA. It was 57 degrees and they had heat warmers, torpedo warmers, propane torpedo, propane torpedoes on the sidelines to keep them warm. John, I don't know what they're going to do if it's 25 degrees outside. I don't soft, know. <laughs> soft like cotton, baby. I don't know. And and still yet we have people tell us that there is no home field advantage when it comes to the cold. Like, like you seem to think that not like living in this stuff, going to the grocery store and you're wearing a hoodie that somehow you're not more used to it than the dude in South beach. It's just not true. So I think for me, when it comes to my expectation for this game, what has happened in the last two games against the dolphins with the chargers uh, and, and the 49ers is they pressed waddle and hill at the line of scrimmage mm -hmm. so they basically got in their face now i have said since hill was with the chiefs i don't and i don't remember if it was you i don't remember who it was but there was a couple people that were like you just can't do it i was like why are they not chucking tyree kill at the line of scrimmage and now lo and behold because you've got a quarterback back there in, in Tua Tungavailoa that gets the ball out crazy fast like before anybody has even like completed a route or gives a notion of where the route's going, the ball's out of his hands, they're now at the point where they're trying to disrupt the routes right off the line of scrimmage. I need to see that. If the Bills come into this football game, if it's straight up, so let's call it 35 degrees, no wind, no weather, it's it's war it's it's cold, but it's warm enough to where they get to running around, they're going to get a sweat going, so it's not going to be too much of a problem. If they're living 10 yards off the receivers, I'm, I'm probably going to throw stuff at my television. You know, when you brought that up the last time and we did talk about that, it's 100% that I agreed with you because I am all about a quick death. Right. I, I, I don't want to sit back on that guy. Just go up there, take a couple of penalties, beat the living hell out of him at the line of scrimmage. Right. Bully him. I, I put Groot out there and have him just grab him on the V of his jersey and just drag him into the ground a couple times. Clothesline him. <laughs> Yeah, what's what's the worst that can happen? You get a you get a penalty. So what? It's funny because we don't see much of the chuck rule anymore in the NFL, right? I mean, they had there is there is a chuck rule inside of is it two yards or five yards? They can they can grab the receiver as long as the ball's not in the air, it's not on its way. They can chuck him, and you just don't see too much of that anymore. Well, look, but, they, he, he's he's definitely got a little uh, tweak in his ankle, right? Yes. All right, you got to bully him. Uh, you you just got to really push on these guys, and they had a, the defensive end. I can't think of his name. Didn't Miami's defensive end come to play? Um, Christian Wilkins? No, not that guy. He's not the crotch. Bradley, he, not Bradley Chubb. He, he's the crotch grabber, right? Yes. Wilkins? Christian Wilkins is the dirty player. Yes. Not Matt Milano. Matt Milano is not a dirty player. Oh Christian my Wilkins. God. Anybody who suggested that, I just want to grab them by the ears and vomit in their face. That was so dumb. <laughs> No, look, I'm just I'm saying right now, you we have got to expose uh Xavier Howard and his secondary. We just have to. We have to attack them. Yes. And I don't care what anybody says. We're a pass first team. We have to get open. We have to separate and not drop the ball. That's that's it. That's the key. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, I think I think we can run against Miami. I don't think that their offensive line is in great shape right now. And this is a perfect opportunity with the Bills Mafia filling that thing to whatever 200 decibels. You're the sound guy. Is that a lot? 
200 decibels fun. would yeah it would it would it would shatter concrete probably okay how about 108 is that okay? 108 is loud 135 is a jet engine standing okay. next to a jet engine so, yeah. so I really think that we're going to show up as a crowd, and that's going to make a difference. I think mm. we rattle them a little bit. We get to Tua, who, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I was happy when Miami drafted Tua, and he's going through these, you know, fits and starts. He looks good, feast and famine, which, you know, to be fair, we're doing a little bit of on our offensive line and, and with our receivers. Mm. But I really think if we start fast, we put them away. Yeah. I think we demean them and we bully them and we really have some great success. It's not a bad thing that Dane Jackson didn't play superior this week because he's feeling pressure. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie's feeling pressure. This is the playoff run. This mm -hmm. is des destiny in your hands, right? Your hands. Yep. And between the weather and the, the, the personnel, we have an opportunity to win this game by 17 to 21 points. Yep. It's going to be interesting to see. It's unfortunate that the Bills have to win basically five or six in a row and then win through the playoffs all the way to the Super Bowl. But that's kind of the position that they're in, not because they've done this to themselves, but because the Chiefs are a very good football team. Uh, so hopefully the Chiefs can drop a game so some of the pressure comes off the Bills. But yes, to your point, I think there's an opportunity for the Bills to demoralize them early. One of the big things that defenses have been doing to the to the Dolphins as well is taking away the slants. And if you watched that Chargers game last night, there were times because two is a creature of habit. The ball's coming out. He's taking two steps, three steps. The ball's coming out. And there were times that he was just chucking. I don't oh, know. Oh, he was. I, oh, like there were, I was like, where's he throwing that one? Like he just he would two, three step, two steps, three steps, chuck it. And, and, and he, was, he he loves the middle of the field. And that middle that that middle was crowded. Yes, a little bit. A little and bit. I, I don't think, and I don't care, you can say whatever you want, I don't think he has the arm strength or the throwing motion to make that cross-field throw. Oh, probably not, yeah. I just don't think he's got it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So let's get out of here because this has been long. It's been a great show. It's been a, a fun conversation. It's always good to come off of a Bills win. And I'll be honest with you, I would much rather come off of a Bills win with a little bit of stuff to talk about that we can kind of work through versus, you know, well, the Bills just drubbed somebody 50 to 7 and everything was perfect. Well, show over, right? So it's always good to have a conversation. And by the way, I think the Bills could put 45 on the Dolphins this weekend, to your point about, like, demoralizing. I think the Bills could, I think, I, I think the Bills could find themselves again. Keep in mind the Bills in Miami in a 1,000-degree heat, Josh Allen threw for 400 yards. Like, the offense – can thrive and does thrive typically against that Dolphins defense. So I think there's a good opportunity for the Bills to put up 45, 50 points in this game. Go ahead. Hey, real quick, Roy. Um, I saw it, so I'll comment on it. But if you really want us to see it, you got to super chat it. No, nobody <laughs> uses the weather as an excuse when you're at home. It's right. your weather. But in the same token, and I would say it to McKenzie's face because I've had it said to my face, hey, the other guys caught balls in the weather. That one. So, yeah. So Mackenzie's feeling a little tender right now, and I understand. And it's a wet ball, but a lot of other guys caught balls. You you know you can't do that. I would rather just look you in the eye and say I got my ass kicked, than say oh well I slipped or the the weather was something or the moon was in line with Jupiter and I thought Saturn was gonna come up come over the top. <laughs> Bull crap. 
appreciate everybody in the comment section uh, just uh, telling us that they've enjoyed the show this evening. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Appreciate you being a part of uh, us and a part of this this thing that we do on Monday nights. We enjoy it. We enjoy it a lot. So even your daughter enjoyed listening to you. Think Mimi, about that. Are you gonna make, are you gonna make, Go ahead. Yeah, you're going to make Kuchadatis with me, Mimi? I want to make them. <laughs> I was going down the road of your daughter's listening to you. So maybe you got to figure out some way to kind of like work some dad magic in there. Like, you know, because my daughters are getting to the age now where, oh, dad, oh, dad. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you know about. It, it was a good show. I didn't think we'd have a lot to talk about, but I got so uh, so angry with you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you angry with me? I didn't do anything wrong. No, it was the comment section. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Well, I appreciate you. Appreciate, uh, yeah, everybody. Uh, you have been tuned in to the Off Tackle with John Fina Show, brought to you by the Market Dominator team, uh, House Capital, and Q42 on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. My name is Joe Miller. That over there is John Fina. John Fina, final thoughts. Take us home, big fella. Hey, Merry Christmas season. Hold your loved ones close. Turn some kind gesture to somebody you don't know. And uh, spread the love. Let's go, Bills. For Joe Miller, for John Fina, for Buffalo Rumblings, for the Buffalo Bills and everybody else, everybody in the comment section, go Bills. See you guys next week. Support for this podcast came from SAS. Data is everything. And now everything is data, which means more to process, more to analyze. And now more than ever, speed to answers matters. So how do you produce those answers as fast as the world produces data? With SAS VIA, the quickest way from a billion points of data to a point of view. It's a more productive data and AI platform that helps you get more done. Learn more today at sas.com slash VIYA. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.